Welcome to episode two of Extra Echo, the spinoff podcast for uh, Echo Screen. Yeah. Oh, we're on episode got... two. Yeah. Extra so yeah. this is this is just the the supplementary uh, podcast that only goes up in audio form. Uh, mm. It's the extra content nobody asked for. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have Chad with us and uh, back with us after a long hiatus. And Rob is back with me as well. Um, and my name is Blaze. And we're here to talk um, some smack on the Capcom cinematic universe that they're trying to make. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not what they're actually doing. But uh, Bionic Commandos yeah. coming up That'd next. Be sick, though. That would be interesting for sure. Capcom uh, versus MCU. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my God. so rad. <laughs> they don't cross over with anything else but the yeah. Ca- Capcom movies. <laughs> so sick. I mean, hey. Uh, Sony Pictures is doing the Monster Hunter movie, so it could oh, work. God. They already yeah, they already know. do like share Spider Man, you know. Oh, the, eventually appears with Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a stipulation in the future in one of the contracts. That's gonna cause Spider Man to get out of the MCU again. It's gonna be like, okay, you have to put Mila Jovovich's both characters, Alice and whoever is gonna be in Monster Hunter, into the MCU. Jesus right. Christ. So this whole uh, extra episode is all about um, talking about the live-action Monster Hunter film that's coming out sometime in the future. Netflix is creating uh, two new Resident Evil things, a CGI series uh, called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness that has Leon and Claire um, as the protagonist, and they're also making a live-action Resident Evil series starring the wesker kids which is not even a thing that has ever existed in uh in the games from my understanding not a single human being thought that was cool wait is that involved i may have heard you wrong did you say live action i believe the wesker kids is a live action that's live action the tweet says from uh when the wesker kids movie uh moved to new raccoon city the secrets they uncover might just be the end of everything Resident Evil, a new live-action series based on Capcom's legendary survival horror franchise, is coming to Netflix. And it, it shows the, the um, episode one, the cover of the script, that is Welcome to New Raccoon City, written by whoever cares and directed by whoever cares. And, uh, oh boy, who wants a Nancy Drew-style like... uh, Wesker um, origin story? <laughs> The secrets they uncover, it's like, yeah, the city that housed a million monsters. <laughs> I, I mean, is it gonna like, is it gonna lead into the first game? Like how there's No, this takes place well after. That's why it's new Raccoon City. Oh, after it's new Raccoon... Raccoon City got nuked, they just built so over this it is, again. This is developed by the same production company, um, Constantine Film that oh, yeah. did the behind the Resident Evil films. So it's supposed to expand the Resident Evil universe and yeah, deepen that world. the mythology. <laughs> like, oh boy, is that not anything anyone ever had wanted in <laughs> anyone's life? Okay, Their, so that own series didn't even care about its canon or <laughs> That <laughs> as brings many times in characters would come back. That brings into question, like, is it going to be like I, I hope to God this is a simple and ans- answer to get from this. Is it going to be in the new continuity of the films that they're going to be going for? Or is it going it to be tells in the... tells a story across two timelines, according to The Hollywood Reporter. 
um, in the first 14, in the, the first episode, 14 year old sisters, uh, in the first timeline, 14 year old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker are, <laughs> uh, are moved to New York, are moved? That's not correct. They have moved to New York City um, in a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. This is the worst. Somebody. So it's gonna be the opening to like every it's movie. I s- yeah, and then and, <laughs> or and then the, the second lock timeline. And key. The second timeline is uh, it takes place more than a decade into the future, where less than fifteen a million people are left on Earth, and then and more than six billion monsters. Yeah, it's and, like who gives a fuck about the secrets uh, they uncovered? It's monsters all around Earth. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's gonna so, have a Nancy Drew mystery with, yeah, in, during yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah, basically. So, I'm, I'm, um, I'm less. Uh, I think it'll be written well, but I don't think that I care that this is like Resident Evil or if it makes sense to yeah. any like content. Yeah, that's expanded. my thing. It's like just the name. Just call it West something else. Is- just do it something just do something else with it the um so apparently based on this like script the first episode is written i know i said uh written by who cares directed by who cares but the writer of the first episode apparently is andrew dab of supernatural uh i was about to say and uh directed by uh bronwyn hughes who has directed episodes of the walking dead and better call saul so they are um they are getting creators of uh of things that have are like genre adjacent or just yeah. completely of the same genre so that is i mean that's promising at least again who the heck cares about the wesker kids well like, come on well i have to ask like is it going to be like aimed for like a family-friendly audience or no way no way is okay that, it's walking dead and supernatural supernatural i know can edge can edge but walking yeah dead, totally yeah no way can walking dead edge at all yeah. but it's intermission i'm gonna move my car yeah no worries <laughs> okay we can, we can vamp about this yeah but i just I, I find that very interesting because it seems like it's it's a very weird time to bring that up, especially after you have shows like Lock and Key that yeah. like everyone seems to have forgotten about. And it's I didn't even watch it. Yeah. And it's has the same premise of like a million other things where you've seen at the opening of the show is I know things were rough in our last town that we lived in, but we're gonna have a brand new start in this hometown where spooky crap is gonna happen. Um, it's just the opening of every Stephen King movie, pretty much, or whatever. Yeah, and, and then it's gonna be like uh, episode one of The Walking Dead. Hey, spoilers for that show that's been on for over a decade. It feels like, or actually, just has been. Um, Rick, the main character, wakes up in a hospital, an abandoned hospital or whatever, and uh, there are, I don't know zombies everywhere in the whole world, and uh, that's probably what this show is going to do back and forth supernatural has delved into like alternate future timelines where things have it's like the bad timeline and they have to figure it out yeah uh like they can make it work yeah it could be good we could be eating crow 
in yeah. like a year from now. And but like, I don't know who got excited about this. What fans are like actually super excited about the premise of the like caring? Like, I guess if it's for an adult audience, because you're going for um. If you're going for The Last of Us, I guess, or you're going to the M-rated game series Resident Evil, like, fans, if you're going for that crowd and you're going to show that level of um, maturity, violence, gore, language use, whatever else, uh, making the main characters 14-year-old sisters does not, like, even if they future jump 10 years to 24-year-olds, don't care. Uh, don't care. I yeah. just don't, I don't find that... Uh, as a premise off the bat about this specific franchise, I I don't care. I don't. I have no interest. But on the I mean, flip side, yeah, I mean, it could be the best thing we've ever seen in our entire lives. You know, I saw that Monster Hunter trailer, and I said on the main show, uh, it's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. So maybe I'll see a trailer for this and think it's the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh the, my big question is, um, are they going to really think that they can make it without Paul W.S. Anderson on uh, this new be project? executive producer. Oh, thank God. I thank assume God. that the, that he'll be a, a executive producer and it'll uh, tie into... Um, His original film series and not the yeah. garbage that the new series is going to be. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Which, again, like, it, that's... Like, while we were just kind of talking here about this, I'm wondering if this is going to be kind of like their safety net-like project with the series, because hopefully something that's like kind of like the Frankenstein's monster of genres that they're putting together here with Stephen King and like Walking Dead kind of like things here, maybe that's supposed to be something that they put out to try to like get kind of a audience that uh would be interested with something new mm-hmm. and maybe who knows maybe the next thing is going to be very much an actual love letter to the resident evil stuff and they might take a risk with it but who knows i, I could be wrong could be vice versa um yeah. but yeah i there what you go Oh, nothing. I, I'm wondering, like, how much money, like, we were talking about this in our lot in the episode before when you found the greatest movie of all time, Monster Hunter, through the trailer. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering how much money that actually made them, like, in the long so, run. I know Monster Hunter World blew the, it was like the best selling Monster Hunter game of all time or whatever so far in the series i could be wrong about that but i believe that's the correct um statistic i know that based on this article um that i'm reading from the video game uh gameschronicle.com uh capcom announced this uh the month that this article was released that uh to date which was august 2020 um to date uh the resident evil series I believe just the video game series has sold over 103 million units. And that's, that's huge. Obviously that, that like the, the movie franchise might not be something we like in any shape or form, but there's real, uh, money power behind it. Uh, and Capcom's kind of like 
working relationship with this um, production company and the creative heads behind that. I'm back. Oh, nice. Uh, they they got to think that this is the right call or they're like leaving it up to these creators who have not wronged them. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know specifically how big of a flop or if any flops have been. Like, if they've all made their money back or made money. Oh, on of these top movies, of... yeah, they yeah. definitely made their money back. Yeah, I'm and, looking yeah. it up right now. It's uh, Resident Evil Five, uh, but budget of sixty five million, uh, earnings uh, two hundred and forty point uh, two million dollars. Yeah, for yeah. Five. twice twice back. So the only one that failed really here was the last one, I believe. Interesting. Okay, so maybe they are trying Nicole. to rethink it. That's, I, I, <laughs> yeah. And it I didn't really fail by... Oh, no, I'm wrong. I read it wrong because the last one was $40 million, and it made $312.2 million. Oh, wow. It was even more successful. Yeah. So okay. these movies make bank. So I guess the Netflix was like, these are higher grossing movies. We can do it. We can invest the amount of money that goes into making one of these movies and reap all the benefits of it and um, it's really like why take the just like why take the risk we know we're gonna get some profit from this bullshit so yeah <laughs> that's t- that's real tough uh i i guess i guess the what's his name what's his paul ws anderson uh, yeah and the production company whatever i don't he's not the creative head or behind this series just for clarification yeah but i i assume he's gonna get some executive producer um credit on this thing yeah even if it's like a legacy credit or something just to kind of be like and he looked at the script or like he was based on his world yeah like magnum opus he (laughs) like he got the monster hunter like rights lockdown for years and years and and that was the crazy part to me too the fact that he was like yeah everybody wanted this franchise i got it first who the fuck to do who was what looking with? at Monster Hunter like? <laughs> yeah, like Monster, Monster Hunter was not the series that it was like in the PS2 like generation. Like I remember. Yeah, and it, yeah, like the way he's wording it, which this niche game that like he was sitting on gold, like which, a, like that was a portable game like in every way from the PSP through the 3DS. It's only come back to consoles in a big way with Monster Hunter World, which I don't think it was uh it was um it was like a hit knocked out of the park i do not think capcom knew that is what they would have on a on a console market i yeah. think that's what they wanted but i don't think that's what they knew going in yeah what ended up happening yeah with it being like the highest sold capcom game ever and all that yeah, oh highest sold capcom that. game yeah and the, for the last several years capcom's really been milking um resident evil Oh yeah, a lot of people don't yeah. realize Resident Evil games come out every year. Yeah, we've had no, we've had them. Never really seemed like them. Like they've been on like several different things, but especially with the remakes and how uh, successful two was, and I think even um, I think three still did pretty well despite like all yeah. the backlash. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, which is kind of similar to how it originally came out, like the original three, two, and no, three. That's what I was. I said the same thing. I was like, it's funny. I was basically a. Re- what history really happened and apparently um there are sources that say that capcom has been uh working on a um 
a, a RE4 a game remake since 2018. So that's like two years. If you have it two years, you're using the same engine for two, three, and now four. Um, it could be it could be out 2021 without. Um, I guess it wouldn't. 2022 is eight would yeah. come out next year. Yeah, because we do have Village, uh, which is yeah. coming out. So it's, it's interesting. I guess we'll see. We'll we'll know whether or not our uh, our worries about this 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 series, this live action Wesker Kids show, are like warranted. But yeah. uh, we haven't really talked about the other Netflix property. They're making a Resident Evil CGI uh movie i guess it's coming out in installments it's called resident evil infinite darkness and it will feature the game protagonist leon kennedy and claire redfield and it's interesting other... how the cgi movies still look like resident evil 6 <laughs> yeah <laughs> like in just terms of like aesthetic. they they haven't been given any upgrades to uh their graphic to like <laughs> graphical fidelity they just been given the same computers and everything apparently this one will get more to uh its horror roots just judging from like what we got considering the other cgi movies were like completely action mm. i hope so i mean i never really uh even like from the very minimal like scenes and stuff i've uh, of like any of the resident evil movies or other like content i've never really thought about it as an action game in any shape or, or action series in any shape or form other than like the movies like from uh it's resident evil 2 the remake is the only one that i've ever um been around to like see a lot of content for mm-hmm. personally and it really it played into from my memories as a kid uh with a group of people playing like the uh the Silent Hill games and the RE games and the, like all the puzzles and the creepy atmosphere and like it was a horror game like through and through and not a like action movie sick choreography quick time events which apparently yeah. that's what it, it became eventually or like had a lot of instances of uh yeah once four hit yeah, yeah. And then, then it was a third person shooter yeah yeah then they just look to the camera and wink basically <laughs> through yeah. the whole thing dang but but yeah, uh, regarding the movies, they were they're pretty forgettable. I'm just gonna be honest, honestly. <laughs> the CG not, movies. Like, yeah, I mean, the only one I actually remember watching all the way through, to be fair, was the first one, and I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. You know, it was like it was nice to see something that was like the games, considering all we had was the live action movies. But after seeing like that, uh, I think there was like a viral tweet of uh, this. Gun act, gun fight scene action between Leon and whoever the fuck in Resident Evil Vendetta. That or not Leon, Chris. That was probably. Some oh, is of that the... is that the fight like on a rooftop where yeah. they're like? <laughs> yeah, I think I I think did you link that recently? Yeah, I I think I, I watched that and I was like, is this real life? Am I like <laughs> it's just uh, like phasing out of my body? As right much now? as I want to laugh at it, I'm like, this is my favorite franchise. What's <laughs> going on? It's it's all right. It, I mean, hey, Kingdom Hearts fan. Way? <laughs> Listen, making any sense to anybody? You're speaking to the Kingdom Hearts fans. Like we understand escalating insanity. Like, Mickey Mouse threatening the lives of like some I'm guys. laughing and crying. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, that scene was like, I I understand 
literally every time anyone sees an out of context Kingdom Hearts cutscene with a Disney character and a Final Fantasy character, that's what that gu- like that gun knife <laughs> fight on the roof was for me. I was like, you know, this probably makes complete sense, but here I am over here. Uh, is this something that people like? Like, and what? like <laughs> you're missing every shot. Like, what is going on? Yeah, that's how you know that he's more deadly than uh, than him because he doesn't even have a gun, but he knows how to how to defend. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Like, no, they were thing. doing that uh that gun kata from that movie Equilibrium. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, do you All think right. that they're one of the many video game creators that just like can't get over the Matrix? <laughs> I would hope I would hope that's the case. Like, you know, the Matrix was so huge, and I don't think uh, we really understand the ramifications. Even when when did the Matrix come out? What year? Ninety nine. Yeah, so tw- we're at twenty one years. I don't Turn think we twenty first century. Over the twenty twenty years that have passed, I don't think we understand how just how much it affected action movies, films, video games. Like I know, like I know. Um, that Kingdom Hearts even was affected by the Matrix, like slow mo and everything. That's how powerful that uh, that franchise is. Yeah, the second game opens in a simulation. Like, yep. yeah, it's it's wild. Um, spoilers <laughs> for Kingdom Hearts two, almost twenty year old game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I think I just... the Matrix is on Netflix right now. If anyone yeah. wants to watch it. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) that's a that one is I I don't know why I have like this kind of like I I always step back from the Matrix because I'm always afraid. Oh, I've always watched it in clips. I haven't watched it all the way through. What? Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared I would like (laughs) it and I would fall into like being like I would you would see me next time wearing black sunglasses and a black trench coat. Trust me, you would love it. (laughs) Okay, so Rob, uh, you know, what's really interesting. Uh, The Matrix series has its own like checks and balances uh, built into it. So the first one will make you transform into neo and be like i'm awesome the second one will make you take off your shades at a minimum and the third one will make you back into the regular person that you were before okay so what you're telling me is i to get through the matrix i need to watch all the matrix either you either you fully transform into neo and stay like only watching the first one or you watch all three and you revert to how you were before yeah, but then there's those like fans who like you can I've watch seen... Matrix and Matrix and then yeah, nothing else. Actually, there's... I don't know, dude. I want you to see some of the scenes in two. There's there's yeah. like, but there's people who are like, yeah, but you need to watch the Animatrix, but then you need to watch, you need to play this very specific game, and that's how you get the whole thing, and oh, then it's so a beautiful tapestry. <laughs> hey, there's this thing called a a wiki. Just read that. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely do not have to play like like what was the what uh, first there was an MMO. It's it's Enter the Matrix and then it's Path of Neo. I think I had that one, Path of Neo. Yeah, that was pretty fun. It was so bad, but it was fun. Actually, I take that back. It was not bad. There's the actor, uh, the voice actor Troy Baker. Apparently, he is obsessed with the Matrix. So really, like even high powers in industry 
I guess. I'm you <laughs> I mean, they're making a Matrix Four, whatever that'll be. Like you know. Yep. Oh, we do have to prep you. Yeah, you gotta watch all. Of them. Oh no, we're gonna go watch <laughs> the, the Matrix Four together. I've personally never seen the Animatrix, so. I've um, seen the Animatrix a couple times. <clears throat> never owned. I don't even know how I watched it because I remember watching it as a kid. Probably some pirate website or something. But it was pretty. Um, sick. do you guys do you guys know that Ron Perlman is in the new Monster Hunter movie? What? Ron Perlman is in Monster Ron Hunter. Ron Perlman is in the Monster Hellboy Hunter. Hellboy himself. I don't, I, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I would like, okay, so it's gonna be a crossover of Marvel, Capcom. Oh no no no! no, no. He, apparently he's an admiral. He's an admiral. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have a feeling he's playing. He's probably playing the the guy that yells at you. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be the army sergeant in the beginning. That's like hey, now I've told you guys. <laughs> I can't even believe like this is. It's just the way he was like. <laughs> everybody wanted it. And they were so oh, disappointed to find out that I have it. It's like, did yeah, you, everywhere. But also, T.I.? T.I.? Yeah. He's what? in the film? Yeah, and his it was funny because his, uh, his right eye was closed as he's looking through the assault rifle. Oh. <laughs> he's, I, he holds it up to his right eye, and his right eye is closed. <laughs> this you is know, tough. Two, two, two Paul W.S. Anderson's... Uh, uh, credit who knows he might be a genius he might know how yeah. to read the market I he mean, might be to be <laughs> fair the diablos looked dope <laughs> yeah like the monsters they look good like um, like the budget apparently is only 60 million for this thing like i think i think uh shit hey, if this... anything what if it's good and it's like fuck i wish you would have been doing this yeah, yeah. maybe so maybe he was yeah, maybe he was just like, I'm gonna put half of my effort into Monster, into uh, Resident Evil, and then when H- Monster Hunter comes around, who oh boy, you're gonna see top game Anderson. This is obsession with video game adaptations. <laughs> I hey, a fast money apparently like he's he's been doing it right. He can yeah. read the market, what people want, I guess, but like. You know, it's just like like I don't think it's for the hardcores at all. I think it's really just for the like, oh, yeah, the casual not. the casual Everyone audience. Out on the posters, she's using the one resistance Diablo has. <laughs> They're like fire flame. swords. They like <laughs> in the trailer. They like they like electrify and then they ignite. So it that's an interesting little like bit the, of uh, stuff. But I don't. Yeah, that's it's kind of like It's interesting to funny. see how it's like those militarized weapons don't work, but they work in the game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, regular primitive cannons work in the game. I'm sure a fucking tank will do the job. Based on the Wiki, uh, the Wikipedia article, it says Monster Hunter is an upcoming military science fiction fantasy Does film. Does it really say that? Yes, written <laughs> and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, that Honestly, W stands for uh, Wesker. By the way, Paul Wesker S. Anderson. Forget I'm just kidding. the great story. Leave that at home. Bring it is AKs. loosely based on the video game series of the same name by Capcom. <laughs> oh, apparently it's been in conception since 2012. So hopefully they never give them like Street Fighters. That would be. I mean, hey, we already have like horrible Street Fighter movies. Who it do could you, be good. Who do you guys think is gonna direct Kingdom Hearts for Disney? Someone. <laughs> Someone, uh, <laughs> please, someone else. I would love it if it had the same opening, too. 
Amazing if he. It would be amazing if he like the news comes out for that and he's like, people, people who were amazed that I bought up the rights to do Kingdom Hearts <laughs> <laughs> way before anyone else. Yeah, everyone was so disappointed. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I There's knew a- Sora was gonna be. I don't know. They've had like uh, Kingdom Hearts has had like um, like there was like a pilot that was made for it yep. way back when before even two came out. Yeah, and it was gonna be on uh, like the Disney, the Disney Channel. Channel. Yeah. yeah, and so wow. when there was a yeah yeah they made like a pilot and everything and they were gonna make it like an episodic series where it was non canonical to the yeah. games. It had its own continuity and Sora and Co would just like go around to like different worlds. Yeah. To do like missions or whatever. I think and it was gonna be in the vein of like Aladdin the animated series kind of stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and like the pilot was even made, but they never went forward with it. And um, it just like it's been in the archives ever since, and no one's really like brought it up. Um, I mean, Disney, the amount of like push that Disney has now that like Kingdom Hearts three like leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3 and after Kingdom Hearts 3, like, the the media blitz for even uh, Melody of Memory, the the new game that comes out next month, is... Oh, right, I forgot to get is, the demo. The demo's huge. today, yeah. Uh, demo came out on, like, Thursday or Friday, something like that. Okay, and, so... Uh, I'll talk about my thoughts about that on the main show, episode 25, coming out next Friday. Boom! Uh, which I've already played it. It's not, There's only, like, four songs in the demo, so... Okay. Um, and there are different modes. I think uh, when you do play it, Chad, I would love to have your uh, context because I know that you and Aaron are like the rhythm game guys around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not super like the the amount of rhythm games I play is like Rock Band and Guitar Hero back in the day. So, uh, yeah. Did they uh, have a uh, setting system for the demo? Oh, yeah. Demo? No, there's a, there's a proud mode, a uh, performer oh, mode. Sick. The performer mode is like critical mode. Let's put it that way. Uh, the proud <laughs> mode is tougher, and then there's I, uh, then there's standard, and then there's a one button mode, which is the like easy quote unquote easy difficulty. <laughs> I like um, how this started out on uh, Infinite Darkness, and that just goes to show my interest <laughs> in these CGI movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much information about Infinite Darkness yeah. right now, so... And I, I mean, I hope it proves me wrong, as with all these things. Except for the Wesker kids, fuck you, but... <laughs> I hope, like... I hope it proves me wrong, but I just... I feel like... After seeing that gun scene in Vendetta, it's like... I, I don't know, man. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm like... I'm not too invested in the Resident Evil series in any shape or form, or Monster Hunter for that matter, but like seeing like Final Fantasy Seven uh, Advent Children and seeing like all the bonkers stuff from from like those fights that just like okay, well he just he just got like that sick ollie oop from all his party members, and that's supposed to make sense that all those regular people can just like jump. <laughs> like like hundreds of feet in the air so this yeah. one guy with a sword that weighs more than like twice his body weight uh so he can swing it at this giant dragon <laughs> yeah okay I, it's a fantasy so all right okay but it'll never be as bad as spirits within that's for sure oh yeah 
for sure. Which, which uh, at least if you we have the another movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which, if you, uh, what was the game that like recently like had a character in it be like? I think that uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within is an underrated masterpiece. Was that in a game recently? That was in a game. I'm trying to remember. I saw a clip of it in like some somebody reviewing it. Like it was. I I don't know if it was Life is Strange. It might have been Life is oh, Strange. No. Like so the. The creator of Life is Strange might be a huge fan of Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. <laughs> Man, are, that movie. That was we, so horrible. I'm, I'm do, looking it, it up. It was Life is Strange. Wow. It was? Wow. Awesome. So wow. it has fans. You remembered that. <laughs> I know. Wow, it has fans. <laughs> really deep cut, but... <laughs> That's, it has uh, fans, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, did you know that? Uh, but to, Roger Ebert gave it a uh, a three three and a half stars out of four. <laughs> out of four I did. stars, I read that review. Did, does it have a technical milestone? No, no, no. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the CGI is and he's old. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Listen. To be fair, there's fans of like hell. I'm like one of the. 10 fans i'm guessing that are collectively around the world that is a fan of a paul w sanderson film uh alien versus predator for some reason i love that he movie did that he made that movie what and for some reason i i can't hate it i can't hate it i don't know why oh my god that explains so much it explains so much he he no wonder that movie is not talked about <laughs> as much as it should have been. That's awesome. It and just I gets... remember seeing that, being too young, yeah. but my dad just brought me in the theater. As a kid, were you like, this is metal? I mean, it definitely, I didn't, because obviously he's seen Alien, he's seen Predator. I started yeah. with AVP. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand the hype <laughs> at all. You're like, Who the, who's this guy? What are those things? Like, you guys really like these these two that much? And then, of course, I saw Predator and I saw Alien, and it made more sense. Yeah. And the movie was just, it, oh god, I can't believe they did that. <laughs> uh but yeah. I'm just I'm going into a um, Wikipedia hole of uh, of Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Oh no. Uh, Ming Na Wen, Alec Baldwin, James Woods. Donald Sutherland. They had like Steve Buscemi is in the ge- in yep. the movie. What? <laughs> he, oh, he is. Wow. This is wild. Oh man, you, you guys, uh, whoever's listening, you're witnessing basically what a regular Discord chat sounds like between <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, no, this is the really casual. Uh, <laughs> Really casual, off-topic. Uh, that's why it's an extra and not a main show. <laughs> this is wow. just wild. I cannot believe. I forgot Alec Baldwin was in it. Yeah. They spent $137 million on this thing. Yeah. $137? And it, and it, $137 in nineteen in like the 1990s like and like early 2000s. That's like way more money than it is now. And mm. then uh, box office gross? $85.1 million. Which, I mean... <laughs> That's horrible. Like, yep. they they were originally, they wanted um, 
according to this Wikipedia, they wanted um, the main character, uh, Aki Ross, to be uh, like the first artificial actress. Yeah. They wanted her to be the first Miku, the first KDA. Like, oh, that's what they wanted that. for her. That's that just I want to know what that reality is like. Yeah, it's <laughs> just holy crap. Wow. That's yeah. That's insanity. Yep. Yeah, she was like on Maxim cover. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm looking, <laughs> looking at that on the Wikipedia. Well, right guys, now. I know it's gonna be part of the tapestry for this episode. Oh no, no, no. that's all right. Yeah, no, this this is tough, and it it is really why uh, Sakaguchi, her uh, the, like the father of uh, Final Fantasy, left Square is because he like he started the studio uh in hawaii to make like to make final fantasy uh the spirits within they also made final fantasy 9 in that studio and then once the movie bombed they shut it all down and uh in another reality um sakuguchi is like james cameron yeah (laughs) oh god final fantasy 85 there there are certain things that make me really wish that i had like an interdimensional portal to just look through (laughs) Like, yeah, just like a spyglass just to see yeah. what it's like. Yeah, and I just that's that's one of the things I would love to like, see. I like can't the world she was gonna be this virtual actress. <laughs> the yeah. world embraces that, like Final Fantasy is like completely mainstream. Like it's on backpacks everywhere you go. It's kinda like that now, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Turning on your TV and like extra with like uh <laughs> or entertainment tonight or whatever whatever has mario lopez he's interviewing aki ross <laughs> oh that'd be that would be a cyberpunk future for sure. oh man i th- i think we have like a story to write here like <laughs> that would be truly my own personal resident evil i do not want that at all uh, she starts glitching in the middle of it yeah no thank you oh Jeez. oh yeah, man this is tough i didn't know this was how the episode would go it would always <laughs> come back to final fantasy and kingdom hearts but uh, here we are <laughs> yeah it always comes back to it no matter what yeah Jeez. this is our destiny hmm. one sky ross back <laughs> oh I, uh, there's only one person that i could see in my film as the main actress and it's aki ross <laughs> yeah. oh you've never heard of her well she starred in one film, and she hasn't even aged today. Let's bring her in, Aki Ross. Welcome. Woo! <laughs> and it's the same. You don't update the graphics. It's the same graphics from Spirits oh, of yeah, the. They were already perfect. We they were. Better, <laughs> you can improve perfection. We have better. Uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, remake looks better than that <laughs> yeah, film it does. does. Final Fantasy oh, CGI, man. Yeah. Even the Resident Evil CGI movies are starting to look dated, like the first one. Yeah, that that one was. I went back and watched uh, Advent Children, and I was like, "Oh, I used to think like this was like indistinguishable from like real people." Real yeah. It used to be like, "Oh yeah, we're never gonna get here." <laughs> if you yeah. if you go watch Advent Children, and then you look at um even Kingslave, which came out in like uh twenty sixteen, right, just I look at those movie. side by side. Literally, it's it's night and day. It's in impo- it's like it, it's like it feels like how is how did we think this looked like real life? And now, 
like looking at Kingswave, some of that stuff, it's like, how did we think this was real life? But when I saw Kingswave for the first time, I was really like blown away by how like, good it looked. But yeah, I can't. Oh, there's it no goes to... other. I remember Spirits Within more than I remember Kingswave <laughs> existing. Yeah, yeah. Just goes to show, like, like... Oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, was Noct even in it? No, uh, he was in like uh, the after credit scene or something. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. have the moment where like he sends him off to get married. Uh, is that let's really game? put this in perspective. They made a whole fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, so they were uh, committed. Okay, what? The let's fuck? go into it. So, Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> this is now 13. Final Fantasy 15 podcast. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy Versus 13 was this game that Nomura wanted to create in the in the like in the. Fabio and Nova Chrysalis, whatever Latin that means to you. Um, basically, it was supposed to be a Final Fantasy 13 like, like sub franchise, and it was supposed to be like the same mythology as Final Fantasy 13. Well, didn't really work out for uh, Final Fantasy 13 the way they wanted it to, because of a lot of things. But Versus 13 kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and the project kept getting like. Um, bigger and bigger in Nomura's mind and like the technological like stuff that it would entail. So eventually Square was like, we've invested too much money into this, so it's gonna be Final Fantasy fifteen now. So you gotta rein it in to make it more like Final Fantasy. Uh and Nomura was like, Oh, I mean, alright. But then eventually they were like, Yeah, okay. You need to work on Kingdom Hearts three now. We're bringing someone else to finish your game up. And Nomura was like, I'm sad. That's basically what happened. Um, really, just to sum it up. And Kingsglaive was the first part of of, uh, of Versus 13. Like, it was supposed to be, like, the beginning part. And, like, in like the... Um, let's say it's, like, the, the call to action. And it was supposed to be about Noctis and his romantic interest, which uh, is Luna Freya. And that's what, like, that's what Final Fantasy 15 is supposed to contextualize as... Like yeah, showing the pre, the that's what the the prequel movie is like. How do we do this without uh, like how do we do this thing and like like so we don't have to make Insomnia the city that Noctis is from, but we also give you character context for why Noctis cares so much about his dad and so much about uh Luna Freya, and you know what we're gonna make a cool Noct clone character who will uh. Spoilers for Kingsclave, the film, dies at the end of the film so that we can make Noct important again. And, uh, yeah. Um, that's why the movie exists. Because it was literally supposed to be Noctis as the main character. And literally supposed to be the, like, the, the start out, like, opening of the game. And they cut it because they just couldn't design, like, a whole city for the amount of story that they had to get through. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it now. I didn't even know this cast was a part of this movie. Oh, yeah. Sean Bean. Um, what is it? Was, Aaron uh, Paul? Aaron, Aaron Paul, Paul was was Nyx. And, um, and they got Cersei. Cersei, yeah. Cersei Lannister. What, what, her, what is her Lena... name? Hedy. Feel... Yeah. yeah, Lena Hedy. Yeah. She's yeah, awesome. I'm, I always feel bad that I forget her name. I mean, her I name, is, her name is Cersei Lannister, so, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I say Cersei, yep. 
like we don't know the we don't know the guy who um is joffrey's actor we don't know i mean i guess i do know kit harrington is Jon snow but uh yeah that's about it for that i just can't believe like this big they keep trying with these movies (laughs) yeah i don't even know i guess it was like a drop in the bucket at that point for final fantasy 15 like yeah and they had at least with seven advent children you have plow like seven yeah yeah and it was like a sequel and making a prequel movie that you have to watch before you play the game really sounds like an awesome marketing idea in actuality it's a lot of investment for any audience and they even made a prequel anime like they made a prequel (laughs) movie and then they made a prequel anime and uh and like i remember the big thing at the time was like by the same studio that brought you Sword Art Online, Final Fantasy XV Brotherhood. And it's like, uh, no. And it no. was actually something that, like, made it, the game, a little bit more enjoyable. I was like, wow, I actually like this character development in the anime. The anime like was like, the game. <laughs> yeah, the anime was actually really good, and it added, like, a lot for the boys. Okay. Of, uh, like, the, the, uh, the Chocobros, you know? But... That- that explains a lot because I never watched Brotherhood while I was mm-hmm. playing the game. Yeah. And I I legitimately was so excited when you wake up years later in the future and you're alone. Well, your Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> yeah. I was I was happy it was Mad Max Final Fantasy and I was yeah. like I was like, "Oh, thank God!" And I don't have anyone else. I don't have these other guys on my team. <laughs> I just have me and a dog. Somehow, oh, that's Lord. better company. It seemed to me. And then they pick me up and bring me back to them in the next mm-hmm. scene. I was like, "No!" So maybe if I played Brotherhood, I probably would have enjoyed it much more. Well, yeah. It, I mean, not really. It like there's an episode. <laughs> There's just an episode that like explains like the child, right? yeah, yep. it explains like the childhood and the context of how they met Noct, um, and like I thought it was really sweet and it added like context for how close these like four guys were as you travel a- across this whole continent with them and yeah, um, and it does add like power yeah. to to Noctis's yeah, story. Is, that group is the only reason why I really kept going. Mm-hmm. Just the- yeah. <laughs> Like, the story that um, Final Fantasy XV is trying to tell is not very successful at all, but the relationship between, like, the four, like, guys as, like, friends and the road trip aspect of going across in this car, that is, like, one of the most successful, like, character development and dynamics that I've seen, like, be organic in a video game still. Um, And that's wild. That they were that successful with that and failed in every other way. They definitely, they felt like brothers. <laughs> yeah, it it's uh, it like I wish they kind of like brought some of that um energy in like re um in like the in the remake of uh of seven. Yeah, they really they really learned their lessons and like pushed the like they elevated those uh, dynamics within the chemistry for the cast of Final Fantasy Seven remake. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, I hope 16 is the same. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's going to be interesting with uh, with the way that uh, that that main character guy... So far, it seems like he's going to be, like, solo. And that yeah. that doesn't feel all that good when you think about a Final Fantasy game. Oh, it's yeah, all sure. about a party. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you, you, Which, you think Final Fantasy, I or at least for me, I instantly think of character. Mm-hmm. It might be like we're just getting the first hours, hopefully, but yeah, we're just getting like a premise of the conflict and um and like tease. It, it did look like upon review. And what's crazy is, like, if we do have that DMC style gameplay, can we play as the others? <laughs> like eventually, there are other people. Eventually, like Final Fantasy fifteen got updated to allow us to switch between party members. Um, oh, you couldn't do that. I forgot. You couldn't do that at launch or within like the first year. You couldn't do that. Yeah. And yeah, I beat the game before all those upgrades. Yep. I should go back yep. to it. Sometime. Yeah, they they whenever it goes on sale, you can buy like the ultimate edition or whatever. I have it, but I just never yeah. touched it. Yeah, I I personally never played through the Arden DLC, and I started it like a while back. I purchased it like on Steam, and I played like maybe an hour of it, and I was just like, this game, this was like, maybe a year ago or or less, but it felt so clunky compared yeah, to like everything I. Know. I everything else and it like just some of the the uh, the ui and the text and like how you play that game was just like this does not feel fun or like i'm interacting with anything it's just like i'm holding a button the whole time to, to do um, any combat when i was just like bored one day and i was looking through like trophies i was trophies i was missing for platinum i saw that for final fantasy 15 i'm only missing like three mm. and i was like oh i might as well just you know, get that real quick, and I booted it back up, and I felt the same thing. I was like, <laughs> "Man, games got better." <laughs> yeah. Oh this yeah. Is after Final Fantasy VII. One game too. later. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, well, I don't know. There might there might be some like mods and stuff that are available for it that like, make. I like the... it, but when I was actually playing it, I did enjoy my time with it at the time it came out. Mm-hmm. I was actively enjoying it, but in hindsight, it's like, man, I don't know if I'm like. Like ten years from now, if I'll ever look at mm. fifteen the same way, <laughs> I don't. I I'm already like even after, um, like when we when you guys first met me, I was just like Final Fantasy fifteen guy. Um, yep. It was literally probably my most anticipated game of all time, and then I played it, and I was just like, it just crestfallen because it just was not. It could have never lived up to the hype yeah. that I had built it up for a decade, that and then three trailer. Oh, that 2006 versus 13. Even in 2011, they released this like crazy uh, versus 13 trailer, and then two yeah. years later, they show up with versus 13 becomes like the the logo shatters and it becomes yeah, uh, full 15. Insane. And they show all that Leviathan stuff, and you're like in that that mansion. Never got into the game. Like even if it was a quick time event that would have yeah. been better than what they yeah, did right. that leviathan that, fight that scene you're not in like they have some of it in the final game but it's nothing like the e3 it that yeah crazy they like when i when like that was the thing i was waiting for the whole time i was playing that game and when we finally got there and they just like rush you through it and then you're like in this like god mode boss battle that you literally can't lose i was just like this is not fun this is a disappointment on every like failing on every like check mark and i i was just you like it's crazy about oof. that reveal too it was like this is next gen yeah and this is after 13 and all of yeah. those games mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like yes and it's action it wasn't turn-based yeah there yeah was so much new shit in that trailer 
it was it was a step in the right direction uh final fantasy 15 ultimately was a step in the right direction for square and for final fantasy and we know that they can write a good story and they can make a good feeling game with with the remake but like oh boy oh boy yeah so i guess don't do the 13 and 15 stuff again just do like seven and make it a story everyone can <laughs> yeah. Don't don't make us have to watch any other material. Yeah. For like real. like yeah, it, seven's anime as fuck, but you can still like it still felt grounded in a way. <laughs> you can yeah, play and, Final Fantasy Seven remake without having any context for anything else. I and just and the, play it. The only thing I had played with it beforehand was Kingdom Hearts, which gives mm-hmm. you a little bit, and I watched Advent Children. <laughs> yeah i never so i was confused in advent children but uh what do you call it i knew enough and so going into it like even with like not that much information i was still able to appreciate a lot of it like i yeah. probably all that needed to be really appreciated i just didn't have like the moments like all you guys like had like Aerith, like you guys were like, oh my god, Aerith, she's a... and I was the only one that was like, oh, oh yeah, because you've never even seen her. Yeah, so I was, lo- I was, lo- yeah, and yeah, we, we, yeah, 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 for real, yeah. Like if you've never played um, uh, the original game and then also like Crisis Core or anything, yeah. Aerith is just like, you don't really get it. Uh, yeah. Like I don't. Oh, think you I fully played get Crisis Core. The- Fuck. I oh. t- why wow, you just voided that out of your brain? Oh, I don't know why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> you, I love well, Crisis if you Core. Do, if you do play Crisis Core, then you're like, well, Aerith is is not Cloud's yeah. girl. Obviously, yeah. we already know. Yeah, like, that was another thing going into it that I didn't romance her because, like, no, she was with Zach. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm like, and but if you played the original, you're like, nah, Cloud yeah. and Aerith all the way. But. uh... <laughs> But yeah, no, it's definitely like, um, it's it's definitely. I'm I really like, want them to keep adding fuel to that fire. Yeah, for real. I don't know oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, Spoiler, yeah, like spoilers, we, have, we have a new potential spoilers for uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah, potentially get move move ahead if like you guys haven't played it yet because highly recommended. Yes. We don't know what is in store for the future with the remake that they released, uh, to put it simply. Um, anything can happen at this point, and that's the whole point, I think, is what yeah. they, the, why they designed it that or wrote the story that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm um, really excited to see what happens. <laughs> and that sentiment is exactly what, uh, what I think that they were building towards ultimately Square, is to get people excited about Final Fantasy as a franchise again. Even yeah. with a, a remake of a game that they've already like put out that is already well beloved, Final Fantasy VII remake not only made me more excited for sixteen when they showed it off, but it just reinvested my like all of my uh, passion that had burned out from Final Fantasy as a franchise because now oh, I am yeah. confident really that did. they can they can do it. They can tell stories and have games that are fun and like valuable. Um, Self aware. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, because you look at it and it's like, man, for fifteen and thirteen, they took themselves way too seriously. And I yeah. feel like that's like, that was the approach that was. It was like a long time coming. Ever since the two thousands, 
where you can see with them making these movies and all that squares like a brand was like taking itself so seriously yeah it's like let's have some fun put cloud in a dress <laughs> let's, <laughs> like, let's let's take advantage let's update it let's have fun with it let's like let's just let's have a dancing mini game yeah. in final I fantasy know. 7 remake and it's actually enjoyable as hell like yeah. I, 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 that might be one of my favorite moments of the game, despite the fact I'm not into rhythm games. I was just like... It was just a pure shock of what is happening. Am I in... <laughs> I, I, get, I like that Resident yeah. Evil uh, scene on the rooftop with the gun knife fight. Am I really alive right now? Is this yeah. real life? Am I phasing out of my body? I couldn't even... I was like, <laughs> if you could hear me... When I was uh, doing that scene, I was like, what the actual fuck? I, As I was I doing, like, every note. Because <laughs> I, I thought, know. my fear was, I was like, dude, if I mess up, will the scene end? So I was like, I, know. I was so focused. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought they uh, knocked it out of the park, for sure. I could not believe that was in the game. Yeah. Even now, as we're talking about it, I can't believe that it was in the game. I, it's just like, oh, okay. I... It, yeah, yeah. I, I know, it feels like it came out years ago at this point, but no, that was only a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you... When you fight with... When you dance with a sword? Yes. Yeah. I was, like, the, uh, I was like, all right, that's what I expect in terms of craziness, and then they just one-upped it. They, uh... They, um... Like, it's, it's narratively to bring you from, yeah, we're eco-terrorists and a lot of people have died because we blew up a, a, a reactor. That's, like, the start of the game. And then it's like, hey, you know, about midway through the game, this uh, this badass guy who is uh, is the coolest guy around, super hardcore, never smiles once, he's going to be wearing a dress and dancing on stage. Can you, can you believe that? No, I really can't. <laughs> even after all of that happened, they still managed to make him one of the most badass characters. I know. <laughs> like when he arrives on the motorcycle, it's like, yo, this guy was oh, just for dancing real? like a <laughs> I know. Again, uh not this might not I be as much of games that can do that. <laughs> I this know. this might not be as much of a spoiler as I think it is, but it is definitely one of my biggest highlights of the game is the fact that you have a scene in this game where you kick someone in the face with a back tire of a yep. motorcycle yep. in slow motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. And the whole time I'm watching that, like I like woke up in the morning and was like, okay, before I do go to like work or anything, and... I'm just gonna try to get some hours in. That's like the thing I woke up to, and I was like, <laughs> "Ah!" <laughs> yeah, it really, uh, it really amps you up for the day. Every day I watch. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. Watch I, I should start like, watching that every day. I'd probably get more done. <laughs> it's so, it's so hype for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, well, we can go. Oh please, yeah. I would, I would actually like a new character to be like to make me feel that hype about. Uh, yeah. About. Yeah, because well. it, it's Cloud. We've seen him, but like, do it again yeah. with a new guy. Yeah. New which, for real. which, to be fair, like, I, I kind of felt indebted. Well, not indebted. That's not the right word. 
I kind of felt a connection to Noctis in uh, mm-hmm. in 15, so I think it is possible to keep making interesting characters. So I, I really hope that they do. Yeah. Like, no, I, I think that... I think that um... <clears throat> I, I just think they'll they'll do they'll keep I think that they're on the track to do a better job going forward than they than the track that they were going on when they were taking themselves too seriously. Definitely um, for sure. So, yeah. But uh, we've been going for like an hour now. Is there anything else we have to say about uh, any of these things? We really we went we steered real hard away from <laughs> yeah Hunter Resident, Resident Evil well, one and thing Mon- I will say about the live action movie. Um, Finally, they're going back to the games, but then they're combining one and two. And it's like, why do you... It's always like, hey, I have good news and bad news. <laughs> it's like, the thing you want and the thing you don't want. Yeah. Here's, uh, here it is. I mean, Finally, you're going back to the games? Yes, and we're putting two completely separate <laughs> stories that don't take place at the same time with people that don't know each other, and we're making them into one. I, I feel like... Locations. Yeah. <laughs> And they've and they've hired important fi- like you know it's going to be both oh, of be them, big. yeah. Because yeah. they hired somebody to play William Birkin and Wesker, so <laughs> so you're gonna have like both kind of yeah, major. Yeah, and Claire, or Jill yeah. and Chris. And it's like just why do one at yeah. a time? You can do the next one. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, if it's good enough, you'll yeah. you'll definitely get yeah. the money. You know? My only fear with it is the director of it is the guy. Who, I think his biggest credit is 47 meters down. Yeah, which, it is. Yeah, so. I don't know what that is. It is it's like the some movie. Shark movie. Yeah, it's the movie where, like, uh, two friends go into the shark cage kind of like trips and then they forget about them there. And. Uh, uh that's yeah you know you guys just go in the shark cage we're gonna peace <laughs> out see ya. it's really easy to forget your friends in the shark cage you know i i tried watching I it got them <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's, based on that premise it just doesn't seem it's uh, like very you know, what based on a true story yeah you know me every weekend i go out on my boat to put my friends in the shark cage and i just leave after a while it's just it, they do wh- yeah it's where like... they go <laughs> I'm just also just trying to understand the decision making. It's like, why are you putting all your eggs in one basket, just off the rip? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, hey, I, uh, I would love to just interview him to say why. <laughs> yeah, just my only question for you. It's just a simple question. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? If you can well, answer it, I have faith. I mean, you're making movies. <laughs> just answer the question. Or- <laughs> okay, I will say this to the director's credit. He did make um The Strangers Pray at Night, which is uh it's kind of a it steers away from the direction of like kind of the based on the true story uh horror movie of the original Strangers and makes it more of an 80s kind of B movie like neon thing with that and i think in like resident evil's blood pumps b moon b movie blood so i think yeah i think as long as it doesn't go into like a complete like embracing of that like as long as he can balance the amount of like 80s to 90s kind of uh 
like kind of campiness with the horror to it along with the action i think it could be good who knows oh, like we're for sure uh in the 90s nostalgia once we hit 2020 that that 80s button uh it was 89 in 90, uh in 2019 it is now 1990 uh so here we are uh back in the 90s can't wait for stranger <laughs> right. things to to have all that 90s nostalgia <laughs> when they time jump yeah, because they couldn't film for over a year oh that's right we just saw we just saw the guy who plays will uh when we watched hubie halloween the adam sandler movie on netflix he's Wait, like what yeah What's he's in that film hubie halloween know. yeah you didn't the know about actually, the greatest movie ever made hubie halloween it's actually pretty good we had uh, uh rob anthony and i all watched it and it was just like a really fun roller coaster um basically we could not see what each scene each next scene would be that's how uh how um, invested successful that yeah and successful the movie uh was with its very mediocre story it was telling but um <laughs> it is like it was like really fun to watch that's for sure it, it's oh like oh my god will is like a uh, he's huge adult. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah he just shot up the, the puberty set in you know it's just like that all is of a sudden, no child yeah, no, he, I don't know how they're going to pull this off with uh, how everyone, like, went off in their own direction. They're going to just give them their skimpy shorts and, like, okay, <laughs> we're still fucking... Sora can march to, uh, they're just Sora gonna... in the cage one clothes. Yeah, they're going to say that, uh, what's his name, Hopper's been in Russia for, like, yeah, oh, yeah, 80 years. For, uh, for, uh, for Stranger Things Season 3, huh? <laughs> they are time-skipping... Uh. So yeah, they have hard. to. I mean, they couldn't film anything with like all this pandemic stuff, so they. That's the I thing think, about kids, man. Yeah, time yeah. sensitive. The the last time that I remember it being super um, noticeable that a child actor had aged, so, like like that had just like grown up was when I was watching Lost, and uh, the kid who plays oh, Walt yeah. is like a he's like a baby at the start of the show, and like two seasons later, he's like. Um, a fully grown adult man. And I'm like, yeah. what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> yeah, puberty be hitting guys like a brick. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's so. yeah, tough. Will was like a fucking I know, child. kid. <laughs> kid. Come on, guys. I, I'm in the upside down <laughs> world. <laughs> guys, I'm still seeing things. <laughs> guys. I'm, uh, I'm really going through a lot here. <laughs> yeah. You're 20 yeah, years no old. Come on. Like with me. Yeah, no one was a Cut your hair. <laughs> Cut your hair. The bowl cut's uh, not in style anymore. Please. Come on, yeah. guys. I don't like girls. Let's keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was a show, I think. Uh, thanks for being on, Chad and Rob. Uh, we'll be back on the main show uh this week look forward to more content we did just release episode 24 uh echo screen full body uh so if you'd like to listen to that it's already up and, when i had uh, this forgotten to, uh that i had to move my car i was like yo i'll be right there but i muted myself in the call and i forgot to do it in the recording it's so. it's it, as long as it, as it long all as, in. <laughs> yeah as long as you didn't pause it i cannot wait to hear what that what that's like it's just yeah. gonna be like 
you're gonna find out there's like a goblin in your house that like <laughs> yeah. that, that comes into your room and like cackles whenever you leave. <laughs> like William Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> William Defoe is actually <laughs> just in your. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, catch the regular episode and all of our uh, social links in the de- the description for the episode. All right. Catch you next week. Thanks. Bye. Peace.